Bases loaded. Two out. Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Tie game! Big Poppy! The Grand Slam! This is our fucking city. Hey, Jerry. Tom, how you doing? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Uh, nice game one today, Julian Zavaris. <laughs> I, just, I just fell off the table, that's why I'm laughing. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. Welcome back. Another episode of the Obstructive View Red Sox podcast, episode number 32 being recorded tonight. I am your host, Chris Henrik. I would like to welcome in our co-host for this evening. We'll start off with Jamie. Let's go, Sox. Yeah. Well, they're playing the Yanks tonight. Actually, let's score that game. Anybody have that? Readily? Uh, three to one because of a Connor Wong double. We got Miggy. What's up? Miggy's rocking a cowboy hat tonight for the episode. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. And uh, Steve is unavailable this evening. Um, if you happen, anybody, if you listen to the show, if you, if you happen to see Steve anywhere, uh, let him know that we're looking for him. Uh, let him know we, uh, we're worried, we're concerned. We haven't heard from him in about a week. Shoot him a deal. I don't know if there's any trouble in paradise there, but Steve is not available. So we did make a call up coming up from the Sox Specs podcast. We have Andrew with us here tonight. Andrew, what's going on? Yeah, shout out Steve. Hope he's okay, but I'm also happy he's not okay for the second. So, <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, yeah, Steve's not available tonight, which, uh, we should, uh, we should do like a rundown of how many episodes each person has done kind of you know like you know like the cal ripkin like iron man streak yeah i think that i think like at least i think the three miggy have you missed an episode miggy has not missed an episode man so it's really just steve right it, yeah steve has missed steve's missed a bunch now steve has missed quite a bit of uh quite a bit of episodes um he's kind of like um christian arroyo like when he's here does a really good job but he's on the IL a lot. So yeah. that's kind of where Steve is. Steve currently right now is on the IL. But um, so a little bit of news coming out of Red Sox camp. Um, it's only a couple of weeks left, gentlemen. Season's winding down, uh, mercifully going to come to an end. They're not mathematically eliminated just yet. Pretty, pretty close. Um, Sox though playing the Yankees in a two-game uh, series. Following the game on Monday, uh, there was uh, Aaron Judge hit what 56 or 57? Monday was uh, Monday, Tuesday. I was at a concert, I was like so disconnected. My September concert series, all right. So, so, so Judge has hit 56 57 right now for homers. I asked for first question where do you guys think he's going to finish? I would give him – I'll go like 64. How many games do we have left? 14? Um, 
I don't think anybody's keeping count anymore. Yeah, I stopped yeah. keeping track of that. I'd, I'd count down to the end of the season, but <laughs> I'd say 62. He's got to get 60 at least. I'd, I'd probably go 60 on the dot. I know it's only three away, but. I like to, I, you know, I, would it be fitting if he goes and hits like 62, you know, breaks Maris's record as a Yankee, hits 62, then signs of the Sox in the offseason? Like, I feel like that would just be a nice little, like, I don't say dick move, but I, I, I would like that. I think that'd be a really good fitting way to end Aaron Judge's uh, time with the Yankees. The reason why we're bringing that up is uh, we're going to go right into it. So should the Red Sox sign Aaron Judge? I don't even know what that's going to look like, what it's going to cost. I know, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but should the Sox do this? Start with the new. We'll start with the new co-host. Uh, I, I think that's easy. It's uh, if you're okay with Aaron Judge signing, um, then why not? Why not Mookie Betts, man? Like that's just uh, it's gonna come down to like Bloom's gonna get absolutely ran out of town. Just like you're gonna go spend how much he's gonna get? Like 400, 500 million this year. It's like it's about to hit sixty plus home runs. So um, I don't know. I would rather have Mookie just because. I don't know. He was grown here. So uh, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't want it. And um, yeah, I'd rather that money go to Devers and possibly Bogarts. Yeah. I'm like, I'm the same boat. I feel like with how much you're going to have to pay, their priorities should be with Devers, Devers and Bogarts first. Um, just because that contract is going to be insane, especially if he, you know, breaks Maris' record. Um <laughs> So I know the power that would be a lot of fun to watch at Fenway and what he would do to the monster. But just with what you're going to have to pay to get that done, I would stay away from it. Especially if you're not going to, like Andrew said, if you're not going to give Mookie that type of money, like I would rather have Mookie than Judge. And I don't think Bloom's going to outbid other teams for what that's going to come out to. So hang on, hang on there, cowboy hat. At some point, though, so I'm going to do devil's advocate, kind of kick it back. At some point, the Red Sox are going to have to spend Mookie Betts' money, right? And I know we all want it to be on Rafael Devers, which I think Devers is going to get there. I I am now convinced more than ever. I really think that Devers and Xander is that those two are going to get their money this offseason. Uh, we'll get more into Xander in a little bit. Um, I don't think this. I think if Aaron Judge comes here, it's not Aaron. It's not uh, Bloom's call. I think someone is going to tap him on the shoulder and say, we have a, an app called Nesson 360 that we need to sell. So give him the money that he's looking for so we can sell those subscriptions so we can pay Aaron Judge. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back and answer as far as whether or not I think we should sign him. I think the obvious answer is he's going to want long-term. I think this is his first healthy season he's played in his career, maybe. So you can't really bank on these numbers throughout his whole career. It's also going to depend on what it costs you as far as whether you're going to keep Devers or not. And honestly, I don't – I mean, I think if we signed him, the outfield would obviously be Kike, Judge, Doogie. I think you could use that money somewhere else. I don't mind what we have there. Use it in the bullpen, go get you a good closer, get you somebody in the starting rotation. You can spend that money in better places. 
See, I don't know. Because like there, there's part of me, right? I do have a concern because Judge does have that history of where he's gone hurt, right? You just made the point. This is his first full season where he has not been, you know, spending time in the IL. But when you have an opportunity to land a special player that can hit, even if he hits 45 homers a year, I mean, you put him in – if you go Devers, Judge, in your lineup, that's – I mean, find me a better 3-4 in baseball right now than would, than would be Devers and Judge. On top of it, I look at it from the standpoint of there's going to be endless things for content to talk about if Aaron Judge comes here. Um, I, I think New York is going to give him an offer – but maybe, I don't know, maybe some of these guys, just because they play with the team for so long, may, like kind of like bets. Maybe they, they want to see what else is out there. Maybe they want to pursue other things. Who the hell knows? Yeah, the Yankees, they might have been, maybe Judge wants the hell out because of the way that kind of that year has been this year. I feel like if New York doesn't, you know, get to the Ameri- American League Championship Series, I think Boone and, and Cashman are, are, are out as well. It's so tough. It's uh... – I don't know. I'm still, I'm, I am kind of torn on it now. Now they're like, you're kind of bringing it up. It's like, they're going to do it eventually, but it's like, who are they going to do it on? But it's, uh, I don't know. There's like way too many other holes though to just go and throw like how much, how much you think four? it's going to be in the fours, right? It's like Mookie got three. I don't know. He's 30, right? When's he going to be 31? Let me look that up. Wasn't, wasn't Mookie close to 30 when he got his 300? Do this first. So, how long has Mookie been in LA? He's been in there now three years. 2020, yeah. 2019. Judge is 30. He turns 31 next April. Okay. So, Judge is going to be 31 when the season begins. Say it's a seven year deal. I don't know. I, I, I bet you it's going to be, I bet you it's between 250 and 290. I don't think he's going to get the 400. Yeah. And I don't have – I have nothing to go off of that. I'm just kind of spitballing here. It's, you know, Wednesday, middle of the week. Brain's kind of fried. Just throwing – we're just throwing shit out there. Uh, Mookie right now is 29 years old, so he got his deal at 27. Okay. I'll give him that then. Yeah. Well, I could see with Judge with it, the whole injury history going down a little bit. I just feel like it's going to turn into a – um, just like deals going back and forth between the Yankees and – let's say the Dodgers and like the three teams that can pay that type of contract. But here's the thing, right? What if we say the Dodgers because they spend money, but what if the Dodgers turn their attention to Otani and judge is really, yeah, they kick the tires. Yeah. He's in consideration, but their focus is Otani. Or if they're going to spend that money, what if, what if they were going to maybe they put their, their, their attention to Trout. I feel like one of those guys are going to go this offseason. One of those two players is going to be moved from the from the Angels. Uh, those are going to be big packages, though. Lester for Trout. You're going to give up less to get Trout. Because of that whole back thing. I'm just not seeing how... I'm still stuck on judge not getting close to 400 
I, did you see some of the guys that signed this past offseason? Like, we take a look, right? So, Baez. Baez got 140, and it's Baez. I guess. I mean, dude, Corey out. Seager got 325 million. Aaron Judge is two times player Corey Seager is. I bet you the Mets. I think the Mets would give him 400. I mean, if Corey Seager gets 325, somebody will give. Somebody will do it. I would love for him to end up on the Mets. I just think the Sox need to make a splash. I mean, I think they're going going to. But I think it's speed pitching, though. That's my thing. I don't think they're splashes. I mean, we we talked about it when we talked about, I don't know if it was last week. Um, I think it was last week where, you know, again, like I felt go out and get Sandy Alcantara. What, what I like now is that there's more people on social media starting to talk about Alcantara. It's going to cost you, but you do have the ability to acquire him. You have the players that could – I guess it's going to come down to how many players would it take to land Alcantara from the Marlins. Like, I'm not will, I'm not about giving up, like, eight players. I, I don't think he's worth eight – I mean, he's not fucking Pedro in his prime. But, I mean – I wouldn't mind. I'd see like three to four. Yeah, I would. I would say four. I would give four prospects, maybe three prospects, and if there's a player they think that's ready, like you want to go ahead and send them like a Cutter Crawford and, and send out three prospects. Um, I'm just throwing shit against the wall here. What about our guy Tatis that I've hinted at before? I I wouldn't be surprised by that, but what what does it come down to? Like you know. Are the Red Sox going to say to Preller, you know, what are you going to do for the money? I, I think a guy that has been – who has basically been cursed sale health-wise the last, you know, year and a half, you know what I mean? Like there's no way that the – there's no way that the Padres are going to – they're, they're going to have to eat money. Yeah. Can, like, you know what I mean? Unless the Red Sox say, okay, look, we'll assume the entire value of the contract so the, the deal you're getting back – I don't think they're in. I don't think the Padres is in a position where they're just going to give him away. No. Yeah, but- kind of, kind of uh, speaking about the uh, just the backtracking for a second. The Alcantara trade. You think yeah. the you think uh, the old uh, the old friends in St. Louis are uh, feeling kind of bad about their trade, oh, yeah. uh, trading I, away for Ozuna. They gave up. They threw him in a package and they got Ozuna. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I feel like, and also just because I hate the Cardinals, because I lived there for a while and absolutely hate that fan base, but I don't think a team has been more wrong in their trades than the St. Louis Cardinals in the past decade. Do you know how many guys they've gotten rid of and they've like popped off on like Randy Rosarina, Luke Voigt, Sandy, another one, um, Adolis Garcia, um, there's many more. Uh, Carson Kelly, he's another one that's popping off now in Arizona. There's like a long list, and it's like you can make an all-star team out of it in the past decade. My guess would be, though, is fans can swallow it because you've gotten players like Nolan Arenado back. I agree. I agree 100%. I, I think the Goldschmidt and Arenado are the two that are fine, but then you have like the Rose Arena. You gave them away for nothing, and same with Sandy. I mean, Marcelo Zuno was there for like one season, and he was terrible. Um 
I just think that the the Carson Kelly, whatever, I get that because you got Goldschmidt, but I, there's Luke Voigt. It, the list goes on. It's kind of wild. You got to look it up sometime. I wonder if Red Sox fans in general would be okay with that trade-off. You know what I mean? Where I guess we'd have to go back how many, you know, in the last, you know, how many championships and how many, you know, series, um, you know, uh, con- um, I got football in my brain here. I was going to say conference finals. <laughs> how many championship series in the national league they've gone to, et cetera. But I, I would probably, I would probably guess that Red Sox fans would maybe be okay with doing that, knowing you're getting these high level caliber players that are going to have you in contention. Um, I would maybe guess. I think the best trade that the Cardinals made was this year when they, when they got Jordan Montgomery. I still don't understand why the Yankees would, would trade from that surplus of pitching, knowing that they have arms that have been hurt, trading for an outfielder that is probably not going to play for them all this year. You could have just signed Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah, you hate to see it, but I, I can't think what, what would be the last Red Sox trade that you kind of looked at and you were just like, holy cow, we got absolutely fleeced and – that guy went to be like an all, uh, not like, not Mookie Betts, ex- like not that one, obviously that one's a kind of like an outlier, but what's the one that was like, he wasn't really that he was okay here. And then he, like, we traded him and then he got like way better. Who's the last guy? I can't even think. I can't really think of one. It's a good question because, uh, shit. So I wouldn't even, I wouldn't count Hunter Renfro either. I don't, I don't, count that one right now. I know yeah. he's doing okay but I mean I would look at so like you know Yohan Makata but I, I think we kind of know oh. I mean I think Makata we kind of know what he is and what we expected him to be we also got Chris Sale out of that so it's like I'm talking like the Randy or Rosarina getting traded for nothing okay. and um, then I don't know if the Red Sox have one no I'm trying I don't I don't think so and I'm, I'm sure there's probably the you know somebody that's just completely recognizable, but no, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put on a run in that category. I don't think he's, he warrants that category. I'm trying, I'm actually thinking more pitching. Actually, I feel like it'd be a pitcher that would have, you know, that would have um, jumped off the page, but no, I, I, I don't think that that as of late, but I guess it also, you know what I mean? Now this, you have those skeptics that could easily go and say, well, why are we keeping all these kids? Why aren't we trying to trade some of these guys? Because, you know, the prospect talent pool that we've traded haven't really amounted to anything substantial. I think, like, if the Red Sox, like, if, if Chris Sale and the Red Sox didn't win in 2018, I ha- I would probably say there'd be a bigger outrage over that deal, but because there was a championship, you got what you wanted out of it. I still think that anybody on this podcast could have made that trade. You could have easily called, you could have, you could have basically done what they did in Moneyball and scream to your receptionist to get, you know, the, the GM of the, uh, of the White Sox on the phone and say, Hey man, look, here's the deal. We want sale. Here's a list of uh, the prospects that you can choose from. So I mean, you look at the Kimbrel trade too, like Manny Margot is in that deal. He's been serviceable, but not like 
you know, we're not talking superstar that you, you know, you, so yeah, I would, I would probably say you're right. I don't think there's been anybody. It's kind of wild to think about. Cause it's like the Cardinals have had like 10, it feels like in the past 10 years and I'm sure other teams have some too. And I, I feel like that's the, the one plus that I can even think of in a down year right now. It's like, at least we haven't, you know, traded a, Randy Rosarino away in the past couple of years, and he's just absolutely dominating now. So that's the one plus I guess I'm looking at right now. It's one of two and, things: either that means they can't develop any players here in the system, <laughs> or it's what I just said a couple minutes ago: you start trading some of the kids. You know what I mean? Like our track record is now showing that they're not going to turn into anything substantial. We overrate them. We make them into these larger than life guys that they're actually are not. I don't know. It's a good question. That is a good question. I don't, I, I'm, you know, it's gonna, we're gonna stop recording and I'll be like, oh shit, it was player A. How about this guy? But I, I don't, I don't think that's gonna be the case. No. So back to Judge. Back to Judge. He, uh, he did say the Red Sox fan base is a, um, um, some of the best in baseball. So he's already doing his little little piece here, teasing the fan base. <sighs> if the Red Sox sign Aaron Judge, to me, it's gonna be like when they signed Manny Ramirez back in two thousand. That's what it to me. That's what it's gonna feel like. Because we weren't supposed we weren't supposed to sign Manny Ramirez. Yeah, the Sox are in on him. They were in on Mike Mussina. They were in on other players. But, but, you know, Manny Ramirez was not supposed to sign with the Boston Red Sox. And then, boom, Manny Ramirez is here. I don't know. I guess, Mike, I guess to kind of wrap up the judge piece would be this. If the Red Sox sign him, is that going to be enough to satisfy the fan base into that this team is serious? about what they said and they want to they're going to turn it into a championship contender yeah i mean i don't know how you would make that move without that being the implications you know you don't sign a judge you don't sign a guy like judge without making a serious push just because of how much money they're going to have to commit to that here's my question is like you look at this roster right now and you i mean you see a bunch of guys we obviously we want we want xander back next year uh, I, I feel as if some of us are okay with having fam out there next year. Yes, no? I don't mind fam. I, I think fam could be someone you could play in the outfield and you can have him DH when you need him to. Okay, so you have fam out there. You have Kika out there. Assuming we don't bring Judge, obviously we're going to have Doogie out there still. You look at the infield. I think, I mean, we texted about it earlier. The only difference in the, on the offensive side is going to be what we put out there at catcher. And you look at what we potentially are going to return. That's not good enough. Then that's what my thing is. Like you look at what we could potentially return. You look at what Haim told uh, Kike last week when they signed that. Where is this? Where is Haim looking to improve this team and make it significantly better next year than what we have this year? Outside of health this year, I know everyone's going to hint at that. But what's going to be the biggest difference? I mean, bullpen rotation, obviously. I, mean, I think it's gonna be that. I think it's gonna be pitching, just with also with all the Evaldi's up. You don't know what you have in sale. They have serious questions in the rotation. 
Um, and we all know how horrid the bullpen has been this year. And they're going to need at least like three or four arms just to get the bullpen competitive again. Yeah, I think they got to add power. I think uh, obviously yeah, you've, been, you've been talking about Judge a lot, but like you look at the guys from last year, like J.D. Martinez has zero power now. Um, uh, Bogarts obviously doesn't really hit a ton of home runs either. So it's like you, you're getting all of your – is Bobby Dahlbeck still like third on the team in home runs or my – I just making that up. I don't know, but you have no power. You have none. So um, they need somebody to hit the ball and hopefully Casas fixes that for next year. But um, yeah, we had like a, we had a black hole at first base for the entire season in the past two years. So um, Schwarber doesn't really count because he wasn't a first baseman, but um, yeah, it's going to be nice to get some power out of that position again. I think that's going to change a lot. Bob is fourth. That's insane. I mean, Dahlbeck was striking out every other bat, and somehow he's still in the top five in home runs on the team, and he's in AAA right now. So, Yeah, behind Rafi, Story, who's missed four months, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Xander, he's tied for fourth with J.D. Unreal. Fasquez is fifth. You think about that, right? <laughs> no way. I forgot. <laughs> it goes Fran- Franchi and Vasquez are tied. For fifth, and then it's Arroyo. That's how that breaks down. Let's just say, though, you sign again, say you sign Judge and you bring back Xander. Xander does not have to be that home run threat. Look what he's look what Xander's doing this year. Xander is going to potentially win a batting title, or he could win a batting title, right? So, why? So, you go out and get yourself your, a true power hitter, and then Xander can really just focus on being a pure all-around hitter. I feel like when Xander's trying to be that middle-of-the-order impact bat, it's basically what you have on your hat right now. You're trying to duct tape a lineup together and hope that you're going to get power from a guy that probably is a a 20-home-run-a-year player. And there's nothing wrong with that. I would take Xander Bogarts hitting 20 bombs but hitting three 10 to 320 for the next three, four seasons or whatever it might be. That would be a perfect trade-off. I don't think we need him to hit home runs though is the thing. Like I think kind of do because you don't have that power. So I feel like every lineup needs though a like a Bogart's just doing his own thing and a Verdugo that like doesn't hit home runs, but he gets on base a ton. Like we need guys like that, but we need guys that are also like JD Martinez used to hit 30 home runs a year. Like we need that back. If they trot out the same lineup minus J.D. Martinez, and it's just not good enough, guys. I just don't think it's good enough. Hopefully, trade for Reynolds. Well, th- that's going to cost you, though. And I'm not married to the idea of, like, Kike being your everyday center fielder. I think if you can upgrade that and Kike can be a $10 million, you know, right fielder. You know, maybe to your point, maybe that's they do something, you know, out of bounds like that, and they go ahead and they get a legitimate center fielder. And then Kike slides to right field. And then they do put the money and the resources into Xander, and they put the money and the resources into Bogarts, and then they go and get pitching. I wouldn't be upset about that either. I just – what I don't want is you go ahead and you sign – you don't sign Judge, 
and then you don't sign Bogey, but you only sign Divers. Like I want there to be like they need to be to me tied at the hip. Like Dansby Swanson could come here as a free agent, but I feel like why would he want to leave Atlanta? And it, you know what I mean? Like it's clear that Freddie Freeman, that was like the issue with the agent. And like, if that, he didn't have the agent that he had. And that was like that whole like bullshit that's happening. I think Freeman still be in, in Atlanta. It's going to be, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but you try out the same lineup. I don't, I just don't think they're good enough. Anyway. I think you got to give up on the judge thing, man. Ah, we're trying to make content, so we do. It's you know, we're, you know, in the words of Michael Felger, we're a talk show right now. We gotta we, we gotta throw some things out there, you know. Twitter would have a field day if you sign in Boston. That'd be it. I'd want I want that to happen just to see people's responses. I tell my friends now, this is this is what it is with the Red Sox. Um, I root for stories at this point more so than wins and losses because the team's out of it. So now I just root for stories. You give me a good story, and we'll run with it. Content, content, content. Yep. The three. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Um, So speaking of Xander Bogarts, Alex Spear uh, had some comments on Xander saying that rival executives around the league, I'm going to paraphrase it sounds the core in front of me, uh, rival uh, executives in the league think and feel that Xander Bogarts and the Red Sox will find common ground and he's going to come back to Boston. I think that's true. Yeah, I mean, when I saw those comments, I wasn't surprised by that. I think it's true. I think he's going to come back. I think that deal's going to get done faster than we think. I think that the Red Sox may or may not have, in my opinion, I think the Red Sox have been working on this. They'll get the deal done right after the season ends. Not like next day, but relatively close to that being done. So that way Xander Bogarts can let the team do what they need to do in the offseason. That way he did he was he was a distraction all year long with his contract, right? I think they get it done. And then Heim can go ahead and uh in the words of the what I fucking hate. So Heim can cook. Cook Heim. That's my stance. I'm not sure you guys <laughs> love it. Hey, Chris is cooking in the kitchen back there, but um, I am, yeah. Is that before or after a fucking shot of screwball? Probably after. Probably after. I just can't believe you have that much faith in uh, in Bogart's coming back. What What has given you? I know, obviously, this article has come out, but what have you seen that's actually given you any hope? Huh. <sighs> Did you not just hear his interview about him saying he's getting emotional this last two weeks because he probably knows it's the end? Our guy Rob Bradford was the one that wrote a nice article on that the other day. Um, we are friends with the uh, friends of Bradfo. Yeah, I love the guy, but he did write a really true article. It's like, hey, like he knows it could be the end. Like these final two weeks are going to be emotional for him. So why would he be getting emotional if he knows he's coming back? I think it's come back, guys. Did you guys make anything of the Phillies trying to pursue him? Or I know I heard somewhere else they said Boris was in town over the weekend, so that was just kind of like that is, trying to push it. That is classic Scott Boris. 
and Dave yeah. Dombrowski. Yeah. yeah. Our old friend is over there. As I cough and die over here. It makes sense, though. Dombro signed him to the extension he's got right now. Thanks. I was going to say, Dombrowski likes him. You know he does. I mean, hell, Dombro can go – he can go wild and bring Nathan Evaldi and Xander into Philadelphia this offseason. That Phillies lineup would be ridiculous, though. If you add Xander. Hang on. Oh, the Phillies? I love that lineup. I, I love it now. Um, I don't see I, – I understand why Dombrowski wants them, but I don't know, man. <clears throat> So Pujols. So Pujols. <laughs> we talked about Albert last week. You think the Sox would give? Uh, you think the Sox would give Xander a hometown deal? And what would that like? What do you think? All right, so here's the deal. Let's just let's just say that this is going to happen. What do you think it's going to look like? Well, well wasn't his first extension or that first deal he got kind of a hometown deal? The one they gave him a couple years ago? Yeah, but I don't think, in my opinion, I don't see Xander as being a 200 plus million dollar shortstop, which kind of flies into the face of what I said about four minutes ago when I'm like, let him just hit 300 and win batting titles. And, you know, this, there is a website that tells you their market value right now i'm gonna i'm gonna pull that up i think he's gonna slot in between the Baez and the seager yeah i agree with that because he's not he's a better player than Baez, but he's i mean i i don't even know how you can really compare him to Corey seager but i also think Corey seager got way overpaid but all right so here's Market value for Xander Bogarts right now is six years, one hundred and eighty-four million. It's about right. Thirty point eight per season, which is currently he would be compared to contractually to the following four players, providing that Carlos Correa would not opt out of his deal, his three-year one hundred five. It was. It's also comparable to Anthony Rendon. Corey Seager and Trevor Story. So to, to Andrew's point, that like window of, you know, basically Story was a little less than Baez. So Story was what one, I mean, Baez was what, 160? Yeah, around there. So, yeah. So you have your, you have that 160 to three. Uh, Xander Burgess is $300 million and he, and he, then he gets that from another team. Then he. Oh, made, good riddance. Yeah. Uh, you made out like a big. If Dombro wants to give Trevor, uh, wants to give Xander three hundred million, like I'm, I'm not going to be sad when that happens. And no should be like, <laughs> no one. If anybody in the fan base, should, you know, cries about that, I hope you get tased. Um, <laughs> Chris shows violence today. You know, I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm pretty mellow right now. It's not. I didn't take an edible or anything, but <clears throat> and it's more. You know, poppy puffs. Look, I'm gonna tell you what. If you have not tried the big poppy little sluggers, man, those that is some good stuff. 
We need we need an ad to come through right now with that, like little music that, on the bottom. That is some really good stuff. At that last night before the Shine Down concert. Promo code Chris. Yeah. Promo code <laughs> Chris. Yeah. No, that was good stuff. First first sponsor of the pod right there. I'm gonna tell you though, if you've not seen I, my my music selection is kind of like all over the map. But uh, Shine Down is third time that I've seen those guys live, and they killed it last. Xfinity Center. Um, it was a great show. Also, told you guys about um, Jelly Roll as well. So he's uh, from Tennessee. He's like a country rap. It's like a mixture of that. It was that dude. That dude was that was phenomenal. What would you yeah. compare Jelly Roll to? Kid Rock. Did he wear a cowboy hat? He he didn't. No, I and I would say Jelly Roll would be very similar to early Kid Rock, though not not Kid Rock right now, like that earlier early Kid Rock stuff. I'm sure there's probably other people you could compare him to. I just um, I can't really, but he um he had I think he played twelve songs. He said that this was the first venue like really that was outside Tennessee that the crowd was that into him and literally like they the crowd like literally sang like every single song this dude played it was it was I just it was almost you would have thought he was headlining like literally everybody was at their seats it was like 9,000 people just dialed into this dude he and like he went and signed some like fans their signs uh in between like um it's kind of like he gets it i don't know he just seemed yeah. like he gets it you know what i mean there's a documentary i was actually watching on him earlier today uh it's like i think he went to jail he was like selling like cocaine or something like that he went to jail and when he came back he wanted to figure out his life and now he's you know before shinedown so so is that what our pod song seg is for the, today is jelly roll Jelly roll. I might put a little jelly roll in the opening. Pod song. Pod song sec. Yeah. You gotta dance to it though. If you're gonna, if this can become a tradition. I'm gonna hit the warm. Well, all right. <laughs> and Monday night though, went to go see Ghost, which is like metal, but they have like sing along kind of songs. Let me tell you, that was a cool show. I got um. They had they had um devil bucks that fell from like the the they i saw i have like 666 like dollar bill in my wallet that they like sent down whoa yeah i'm gonna try to sell it on ebay whoa. I, saw Mickey's, I saw Mickey's eyes light up whoa google here's what you gotta do have you ever heard of ghost i looked them up when we were talking about it the other day so did you see how like so like all the dudes like the drummers uh, the drummer rather and the and the dude the the guys that play guitar they're called ghouls, and you don't know their identity. And depending on, like, what city you're in, every once in a while, like, someone will, like, be a ghoul, so to speak. Like, there's been rumors that, that Dave Grohl played the drums, so he's lead singer for Foo Fighters. He played the drums, uh, like, back in 2013 for... Um, um, so it's like Red Sox stacks, but in, in Ben? For Ben, yeah. So I'll, I'm going to have a couple of articles for the new uh, Substack for Click on that i just haven't had two minutes to do so but ghost is a great time ghost they're a swedish band 
the guy comes on the stage and he goes, good evening, Providence. He has a like accent. It was, it was cool. It was cool. The, uh, the Dunkin' Donuts Center, RIP, it's got a new name to it now. Um, needs a little bit of facelift though in Providence. So it's needs, it needs a little bit of a facelift. Our uh, friend of the show um, had just hit a grand slam. Question mark. Aaron Judge. Who? Aaron Judge with the grand slam. A Red Sox prospect uh, that we need to talk about protecting on the uh, 40-man roster? Question mark. Rafael. Is this- grand salami. All right. Good, because like I really needed to uh, get some positive content out there because it's been a couple hours. I was gonna say I was looking for Jamie to put something out there, but I don't see it. Like, give me like thirty seconds. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we'll uh, we'll wrap up the obstructed view here. Um, any final thoughts, takes as we wrap up episode number thirty-two? Short little little nugget tonight. Start with uh, Miggy. Uh, I. I- Andrew, you got this. Mine's going to be a little sad. <laughs> oh, no. Not depressing like how we started, but... Uh, That's true. We did start a little depressing. I was going to say, I'm just... I don't know. I'm ready to put the 2022 season to bed. I really am. I think... Uh, I think we have a lot to look forward to next year and I don't really have anything per se, like any takeaways, but man, this year was brutal. Like to watch just some of these games, man, like some of the bullpen, just awful, but I don't know, man, I got faith in the young, the young pitchers. That's my takeaways. Don't, don't, don't sell yet on Josh Winkowski. Don't do it. I know everybody wants to do it. I'm not doing it. I think he'll be around next year and I think he's going to contribute next year. So that's my takeaway. Don't sleep on Josh. Amy, what do you got? I have two things. First of all, Miggy, we're going to have to protest your creepy clown image. Um, I'm even not though, making eye contact, by the way. Like literally, <laughs> I just like, I can't, I can't. Oh, I found the video. Um, second thing is Miggy, you go next because we're just, I'm not going to let the pod end on a depressing note. That's just not who we are as a podcast to our people. So you go first, and I'll um, write us back to positivity before we call it out. Oh, mine was just going to be uh, – mine was going to be un-Red Sox related, just kind of throwing out any, like, prayers and stuff like that to the families that were affected yesterday with those with those bombings that Chris was telling us about. Yeah. I didn't read anything into it. Mine was just kind of throwing – that's up there with you guys, right? Yeah, it was oh, just that that uh that got proven to not be a thing today. So it was saying it was it was a hoax now, right? Yeah, they uh it was like a it the injuries the guy had didn't uh it didn't like correlate with a explosive device. So like they think it was fake. I don't know how you fake that, but well there we go. Mine can't be said anymore. He tried to do something nice, and we were like, Fuck "Hey, me. no, I was, I would agree, but I just saw that." Look, Andrew, I'm a terrible person. That. I'm a terrible person. You just took away my only good moment that this part has seen. Okay, so me coming back to bring it to positivity. <laughs> um, first of all, me don't talk about stuff like that. Come on, man. Um, second of all, just like watching Bayo and Cassis is going to be my positivity for Sox people the next two weeks. I feel like with Bayo, we've seen him really mature 
the last couple of starts. Um, Cass is only hitting 125, but, you know, hit that home off Garrett Cole. So you just love to see that. And it's going to be fun watching those two guys just play the last two weeks. Because kind of like as Andrew said, there's a lot to look forward to prospect-wise next year, and those two guys are going to kind of lead that. So just getting an everyday look at Cassis and Bayo every five days over the next few weeks, that's going to be fun to fun to see. Positivity. I guess I'll end the show with um, my September concert series came to an end yesterday, so I have nothing coming up in that respect. Um, so... You can come to a concert with me and Jamie in March. Well, what's in March? Luke Combs in Dallas. Yeah, we're going to wear cowboy hats, and I'm going to talk like this for as long as till someone punches me in the face. Whoa, Steve just texted me. Should I get him what, Do you know what else is in March, by the way, Miggy? What's that? Red Sox spring training. Red Sox spring training. I mean, yeah. I'm counting down the days of that. I'll be there. I'm going to try to uh, get myself down to uh, spring training this year. That's something in the pod. I'm going to try to get myself down to spring training this year. Plus, there's the um, some of the winter stuff that the Red Sox have. I think we, we're going to have some, we're going to have some good stuff. But um, I need to I need to get a little energy though because it's been a long week. It's Wednesday. This episode is going to drop on a Thursday. A couple of quick little housekeeping things. First and foremost, make sure that you head over to Twitter and go to Obstruct View. Get that follow button. Follow the Red Sox, our Red Sox podcast Twitter handle. While you're there, there is a link tree. Link. Click on that. Head over to Beyond the Monster Substack. Hit uh, throw your email address inside and subscribe and get our latest articles and content that is dropping on on there. You can also find football. Patriots have been showing up on there. Some fantasy sports. We have some features that will be coming to the Substack over the next uh, couple of weeks as well. So make sure <clears throat> that you check that out. I think a little cough button. We need that right on time there. Make sure you check that out. It is free to subscribe. Um, and then while you're at it, please make sure that you head over to Apple iTunes and hit the subscribe button. You will get the latest Obstructed View podcast that drops. Episode 32 in the books for... Steve, who is MIA, thinking of you. Miggy, Jamie, and Andrew, episode 32, out. Hasta luego.